Welcome one, welcome y'all to the Collective Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Lanskerner. On this episode of the podcast, I have the privilege of talking with Charlotte Soccer's most iconic player, USL legend and newly minted community engagement manager for the Charlotte MLS Club. He's been a part of the highest level of the city of Charlotte's club soccer scene on the pitch since he arrived in 2007. And now he will work within the communities he's represented on the pitch, managing projects for the Major League Soccer Club. We discussed briefly some of his time in the past with the Eagles and him being the first ever signing for the Charlotte Independents, um, you know, and what his objectives are since retiring from USL, what exactly a community engagement manager's task is, and how his approach will continue writing his legacy on the streets of Charlotte and his soccer story. Without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, and the goat, Jorge Herrera. Welcome, Jorge. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Jay. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. I believe you. Um, <laughs> I, no, I typically ask uh, my guests to, to explain who they are and what their soccer story is, but I, I would assume that most of my listeners know who you are and, and at least the last 13 years of your story. Um, but, you know, could you, you know, pertaining to, to what your current role is with the Major League Soccer Club, um, could you maybe give me a story from early on in, in Bogota or maybe beyond there that, that uh, was impactful for you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm Colombian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been here for about 13 years or so. And uh, about community, uh, like my new role with the MLS is a community engagement manager. Mm-hmm. So I'll be working alongside Dustin Swinehart. He's our director on that side. And and you see, it, it is a pretty pretty important uh, part of the of the new MLS team here in Charlotte. Yeah, the community part is is really important for the team. Uh, so we we're giving a, a good task and important task, and we're looking forward. I'm very excited to to the way that we can develop all those ideas that we have put in place. Yeah, uh, getting back to let's say to my early days <laughs> in Colombia. Yeah. Yeah, part of the community, I mean, soccer culture is, is, is different in our countries. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you pretty much see soccer all day long in TV or anywhere. So growing up with, with uh, on that community sense, it, it was always just probably getting together after school hours to play the game, to try to somehow emulate or 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 pretend to be the player that was the star at the time right. so you you will get to pick uh uh but that time when you get to be goalie you will take a uh, iguita you yeah. remember Rene Guita? Yeah. so that was the guy that i would be nice, <laughs> nice. trying right. to 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 be when <laughs> when i was in goal and uh, maybe when I was a striker, I was trying to be uh, or, or Valderrama or Asprilla, yeah. one of those guys at that time that, that you know, th- those were the, the idols on the soccer side of things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that sense of uh, community back to, to my neighborhood friends and all the stuff is, is something that, that 
that I kind of wanted to to put any stamp here in the city. That that would be great, you know. Yeah, and um, now you can listen to Hugh Roberts' Backyard Footy podcast for for your whole story. Well, I'd say most of your story. <laughs> um, but how did you end up in Charlotte? Just a quick rundown. I ended up in Charlotte. Uh, this was back in 2007 when uh, I finished up my contract in, in Colombia. I was playing for Millonarios. And I had a friend uh, that told me, hey, you should come here to the States and, and find a, a team to play. Uh, I tried with a couple MLS teams. Didn't work. Uh, and then I ended up... Uh, having a chance to train with the Charlotte Eagles back in the days and mm -hmm. coach Mark Stephens uh, offered me the, the chance to stay in town. And I really appreciate that time uh, for reasons of uh, paperwork and visa stars, uh, stuff. I, I had to come back that year and I came back in 2011, uh, uh, 2008, I mean, and uh, started playing here in, in Charlotte and really love the the community uh all the families that i get to know the 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 soccer side through the eagles was was very impactful for me at the time and ended up uh, staying with the with the team for a while making the transition to independence and out of the sudden like 12 13 years have yeah. passed and and always in charlotte since I, I i get in here in the states yeah i mean um you know since coming to charlotte as you just said your, your career spanned 13 years starting with the eagles um you know and and you became the first you you, you weren't just some guy on the independence you became the first signing for the team first ever signing right yeah that, um, that's right you know and during that time you became at one point you were the the leading goal scorer in usl or was Dane always ahead of you? Uh, I think we get to tie. Did you? <laughs> get to tie. I get to tie him. Actually, it's, it, it wasn't something that probably I never pursued right. because my natural position was more like a number 10 or, or right or left wing. Right. Uh, uh, but the last couple of years of my career with Independence, I ended up playing more of a striker. So... Being uh, like in the midfielder or the stuff, I, I was more like a, a setting plays and assisting guy minded than, than like a real nine. But ended up scoring a bunch of goals <laughs> and being up there and uh, always, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a fun run. I, and I'm I'm happy for Dan that that he get to to come here to Charlotte and yeah. and we got a he scored last week. Yes, he did. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and what is being such an impactful player for for the teams in Charlotte? Um, what does that mean to you? And and um, what does the city of Charlotte represent for you? So, as I said before, uh, since I get in Charlotte, I, I was embraced in a in a in a different way by the community. Mm -hmm. You know, that was one of the, the things that that I really value since the beginning. Uh, then when my family came from Colombia here, same thing. Uh, they love it here, so it was it was an easy an easy pick. Let's put it that way. Right. So yeah, always very grateful for for the community, for the families around that that always welcome us uh, well, help us in the transition, and and have been behind us and supporting us since day one. 
Cool. Well, speaking of transitions, um, you recently announced your retirement from playing. Um, and I know that's not an easy decision, especially as somebody that played for 20 years. Um, but, but how, how easy of a transition will it be to go from dominating the pitch to your next chapter with, with what you're doing? So I said to people like so far he's been pretty easy because since our last game last year with independence till now i haven't stopped it's mm -hmm. been like uh finish the, the the season with independence uh start like getting into the coaching side uh more more involved mm -hmm. then i had a baby in december congratulations <laughs> thank you yeah. uh so family growing so another piece of it and then these opportunities show up and the situation with independence was uh, clear enough. Mm -hmm. So we talked with, uh, with my wife and family and I make the decision and I feel pretty good. Feel like I might be able to, to keep playing, mm -hmm. but I think that uh, this opportunity with the MLS was uh, a unique opportunity to, to start building something from from really the ground right yeah <laughs> i think i was like the third or four i don't know employee yeah. for the team mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's a unique opportunity and i i am really looking forward to to help uh, as much as i can and and very excited for i'm very grateful for for that a chance that that was presented to me yeah and and i know hugh's still trying to recruit you on that podcast again. <laughs> so you know I, i'm i haven't ruled it out that we'll see you on the pitch this year it might be a conflict of interest but uh you know um can you can you describe to me um what what charlotte as a community means to you like what what do you see when you think of charlotte as a community you know, with your within your role or without your role, like how do you see? Yeah, it? from from the personal experience, mm -hmm. I feel it's a it's a community that really um, care about people. Um, I feel like it is is a very diverse community as well, mm -hmm. where you can find a lot of Hispanic people, a lot of refugees, uh, Europe, uh, Asian, Africans. Uh, so it's a, it's a diverse community that I believe with the soccer, like the soccer ball, mm -hmm. is, it has that power to, to bring it all together. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was lucky to, to play in different countries and uh, I can see that, that that game being very impactful and on lives mm -hmm. uh, in a wider or broader manner than any other sport. Right. And, and I think it's a, it's, it's a community that, that has a, that the soccer has been there for a while, mm -hmm. but now we have a, a unique opportunity to bring that community together on like around the, the soccer game absolutely and and that was one thing i i said with mint city when we started everything was to to kind of bridge that gap of communities that that were here and passionate about sport but maybe not specifically the panthers or or football in general or baseball or, or any of the other sports we have here 
Um, you know, I, I with Min City, we've bridged out with um, Pancho Villa's Army out of Salisbury, which is a, a Mexico national yeah, team I supporter know. group. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm standing with you on that because I think that there's going to be a lot of surprise for people when they look at Bank of America Stadium when this team starts playing, and there's, there's a huge Latin American influence. I think that that's the underlying community that that I've always tried to embrace, even with Jack's militia. I was yes. always trying to, to see how we could bridge that gap, and I think this team is, is a great and unique opportunity. Um, yep. You know, and how would how would you um, maybe uh, bridge that gap, or what, what do you have any plans to help kind of bring everybody together as one, not just for for soccer or football, um, but to bridge Charlotte as a community together? So one of one of our our let's say of our strongest uh, arms <laughs> that we have. Mm -hmm. is uh, at this point is the is investing time to meet with people right to make sure that that people feel uh, the importance of their job that they have been doing in the community for a while mm -hmm. so we're uh, trying to identify those uh, let's say community leaders somehow yes to really invest on them and and tell them and appreciate them their job that they're doing it is a lot of uh, leagues, soccer leagues going around town. All over the place. All over the place. So we're taking the time to, to talk to them and to somehow invite them to, to be part of it, you know? Yeah. I think the, uh, the, the relationships that we can build on one-on-one -on -one basis with those uh, leaders will be a, a strong arm that we can, we can keep building on it. I wish I will have the time to meet with every <laughs> single people, but it, it, it will be impossible. But but we're really investing on uh, time and and on those relationships that that hopefully everybody gets the the right message and and we all tie together to to make the city uh, bigger. Absolutely, and, and and that's one of the the important things for me because you know we we call ourselves a collective, right? And Charlotte has this unique opportunity right now to to really become the collective. We have, through this sport, I feel as though um, the opportunity to, like I said before, represent a lot of people that maybe haven't associated themselves directly through sport to the city of Charlotte. Um, and, and there's a lot of passion around here. You know, and for me, you mentioned all the, the sports leagues and everything. They're everywhere. You know, especially if you go up to, like, Cabarrus County, Rowan County, um, yeah. up to Iredell County, you know, Mooresville and stuff. I mean, there you go out and watch a soccer pitch somewhere out there, and it's it's packed on the it's weekends packed. and night. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think – I do think that, you know, with, with Dustin and yourself, I, I know Dustin was announced first, and everybody's like, man, that's a huge signing. <laughs> and then they brought you on, and they're like, man, these guys are not messing around. Like, <laughs> they really want to get out there. So I, I think that's um, – that's a great way to at least start kind of bridging that gap. Um, right. Now, are there any groups or organizations you anticipate um, working and engaging with for the long term or short term? Uh, we 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 have these uh, twenty one initiatives mm -hmm. where we're going to have uh, uh, a programming going on on, the, on Title One schools. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, it, it will be an after-school soccer and reading program. 
Uh, we're going to have uh, 21 schools that we're working on uh, and to partner with. Yeah. Uh, also, we'll have the 21 pitches, mini pitches initiatives, which is uh, installed 21 pitches around the city on on apartment complex or neighborhoods that they're low income and and just bring that that opportunity to have access to to a better uh uh facility mm-hmm. but not just that we wanted to put a, a coach there that really goes there twice a week and and start uh, a program uh, a coaching yeah uh with the hope to to from each pitch uh, create a team and create a, a some Little. sort of league or cup cool. on the kind of like a street soccer side of things. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty, pretty neat uh, program that we have as well. Um, we would like to, to implement a, an, a captain academy where we're going to uh, ask uh, high school students uh principals and athletic directors to to nominate one uh male and female student to be part of that group where is gonna we're gonna try to get them together once a month to mentor them and and kind of like teach them uh through like uh influencers and leaders in the community for the kids to 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 learn and go back uh, to their communities and, and pour on them. So partners, uh, those are initiatives that, that are already going on in town. Mm-hmm. So we're looking on, on partnership with uh, with people that already are doing after school, after school programming yeah. on soccer and reading, uh, as well as people that an organizations that are already working on, on the, on the, um, neighborhood uh kind of a street soccer thing so we 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 don't want to come and do new stuff but yeah. we really want to find the, the right people and support them and, and and make those programs uh uh stronger yeah like utilizing the mls childhood uh as a whole the platform right Correct. yeah and and i think that is is very important and um I think one of the best ways for for communities to be engaged is to be out there, right? And for for an organization to be out there kind of entices people to be more active with it within their own lives. Um, but and I'd like to kind of touch on you a little bit more. You, you know, your role with the the community engagement manager. Um, now you you touched on your initiatives and everything, but how would you you describe your your new title and and what your objectives are for this? So as uh, right now is is it has been uh, connecting back with some people that I met before, mm-hmm. just uh, after a while, just connecting back with them, meeting with them, and hear what they've been doing, as well as sharing our plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's it's been a lot of meetings. Uh, as well as uh, site uh, visits to identify schools, identify neighborhood that that could be a good uh, places to to start our programs. So that's kind of the role that that we 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 work together with Dustin right now at this moment yeah. on those those uh, planning stuff and. Um, 
that's kind of the main thing of, of the role right now. Yeah. Probably as we move forward, uh, we, we need to be pressing as much as we can to, to make sure that the programs are, are, are being, uh, executed in the, r in the right manner mm -hmm. and just keep, uh, those relationships with the, with the community and be, and be, uh, be the bridge to, to, from the community to, to our team, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so how, how do you think, how do you think you can be effective with that? Like how, how do you have a strategic plan specifically for yourself to, you know, not just get out and talk to them, but to, to execute all this stuff? So naturally I'd be going to be involved with the Latin American and Hispanic community. Yes. <laughs> I speak Spanish. Yes. And that's a huge part. Uh, just having somebody that can not just speak the language, but understand the culture, understand the needs. Mm -hmm. uh, it is important to 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 bridge that gap as well. Yeah, that's that way. So, uh, I I see myself uh, very involved on that and and being the connector on on that end and and bringing their ideas and and just pushing the team to to be present on those sides. Cool. Yeah, and I. I I also speak Spanish, but I'm not, <laughs> not nearly as fluent as you are. Um, now, what do you think will be the easiest task of engagement within the greater Charlotte community? What do you think will be the easiest thing that you'll be able to accomplish? Uh, I don't, I don't say it's gonna <laughs> any, <laughs> but, but I think it, uh, the people is very excited about the MLS team, mm -hmm. so. I think that that the the reception that we are getting from people is is being is being good. So on that end, is it's it's kind of like easy to to go and meet with people, you know. Yeah. So, but that's 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 part of the of that excitement that the people uh, are are growing. So. But as well, that becomes like a huge responsibility, you know. Yeah, uh, it's easy, but but not easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's you know, if you think about the Latin American community specifically, yeah. and and a lot of them have their allegiances to their their native countries' clubs. You know, Correct. I'm sure you've got yours, and and but especially you look at the Mexican fans, and you've got Club America, and and. I know a handful of Cruz Azul fans and, and Monterey or whatever else they might be yeah. passionate for, um, you know, and, and do you think engaging them from that aspect, do you think that they will accept Charlotte as their second club or do you think people can accept, they usurp their, their current clubs as and make Charlotte their primary club? That That's our hope and that's our goal mm -hmm. because uh, we want it to be uh, – a good thing for the city yeah. you know we want up to be open to those communities and really just offer them the team for them to embrace it yeah uh how is that gonna look like we're still navigating you know yeah but this uh this time is for that for for being part of it and and hearing people is is very important yeah so uh, I think those uh, are our meetings and and getting to connect with people is, is is key. That's that's as I told you that that's our strongest arm. Yeah, and so 
I mean, obviously you have the, the positives, but do you, what kind of uh, hurdles do you anticipate facing? And, and what do you think the most difficult part of getting out in the community in Charlotte will be? Uh, I will say that uh, you can see that the soccer world in Charlotte is being very uh, separated. Separated. Uh, so for X or Y in the past. Yeah. So I I will say like the probably even though our hope is is to bring everybody together. So our really hope is just when when something is fractured is because something in the past happened. Right. <laughs> you know? So probably just just grow over those problems that mm. for some reason happened in the past. Yeah. And and being able to to focus in 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 the in the goal, knowing the little stuff around, yeah. that will be that will be a, a huge challenge for us. But but I I, I feel like uh, like it's a lot of excitement, and hopefully we can we can glue all those together. But but the gluing process uh, could have uh, challenges. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and and trust me, as as somebody that's been involved with soccer supporter groups in Charlotte for, for the last six, 10 years. Um, you know, I, I've always tried to find a way to bridge that gap and it's, it's not been easy. You know, I can tell you that outright. And, and I have, I have a lot of friends that, that I wish would come out more. And, and I think one of the beauties of what we're doing with Min City Collective is I feel as though we can bridge that gap as a collective with this major league soccer team. Um, you know, you look at the supporters in Atlanta and they've got Los Doses and they've got the um, Terminus Legion and the the bigger groups. But at the end of the day, they all come and they sit in the same sections of the stadium. Um, and personally, I, I, I can't wait to have that that whole collective right. voice, you know, in yeah. inside the stadium. And so that's you know, that, that, that that's what we hope. Uh, yeah. Uh, have a Bank of America Stadium, the the place that we all come together um, for the 90 minutes plus. We we share on our team and we support our team and we forget about anything and we just we just have a good time. Well, and that's that's the beauty of sport, right? Like yeah. it, it truly does kind of as a fan of the game or any game, any sport, you kind of you watch the sports to get rid of all your problems for <laughs> for that period of time. Um, you know, and, and so there's a lot, of, as you said, there's a lot of different communities within Charlotte. You know, there's there's European, there's African, there's there's Asian and Latin American. And, um, you know, I, I I'll be the first to admit that your task is probably not the easiest task on, <laughs> on, the, on the team right now. Um, you know, and same with Dustin. I mean, you guys have got a lot of work ahead of you. Um, is there anything, any sort of. Uh, aside from the 21 initiatives and all that stuff, but is there anything you guys are working on like right now that, that you see as being impactful in the, the, the immediate future? So, yeah. So all those programs are, are, are planned to start in, uh, in August, September mm -hmm. when the, when the new school year starts. Cool. So we, we have time and mm -hmm. not that much time. <laughs> yeah. So, but but people is, uh, are excited and are, are being very receptive you know yeah. they're, they're receiving the the, the message and it is it, is going well 
but the idea is to start in in, in September. Uh, we probably won't 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 have uh, all the pitches to start, but but the school programming is is meant to yeah to start. Well, and with that, you know, I'll ask on behalf of Mint City. Do you you said that you guys are are hoping to assign coaches and stuff and. And I know we've got a lot of a lot of people that have been involved with that side of the game within Mint City, um, and honestly within all of the supporter groups in Charlotte. So, you know, I personally hope that that the supporters will will be out there in the community themselves and yeah. helping with these initiatives. Oh yeah, that that will be awesome. That's yeah. that's part of the of the whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it will be hopefully it will be a lot of opportunities for volunteer and go there and and have a good time and and just grow uh just maybe use the sport to really uh change families yeah you know because it's no it's not just about soccer yeah. right now no it's not it's about the the kid and the family mm-hmm. understand where they coming from uh being there to support on on the tough m- moments that they have is is create that that access to to create those relationships and and just be better for the community absolutely and you know i touched on being a fan you watch the game um to escape your problems but even for for younger fans of the game to be able to get out there and play you know that's that could be their escape from whatever's going on in their lives yeah so those are our part of our core values that we have in place Unity, access, and long-term impact, you know? So create that unity through the, the soccer, create access to soccer and to education, as you said, right? education as well, and not just be an impactful for a few days. No, we, we really want to be a long-term uh, commitment and, and create impact on, on generations. Yeah, absolutely, and and I I truly think that the the MLS team has has done a great job in their hiring, um, especially on the community side. I think they couldn't have hired many much better people than than you and Dustin. So thank I appreciate you. them and you for no, that. Thank you. Um, now let's get away from the work side. You're you're officially <laughs> into the fandom side of life, um, I guess. <laughs> but is there something that that other clubs in in this country or the world do that you would like to see done from a fan culture standpoint in Charlotte? I I was lucky to play in Argentina for one year, mm-hmm. and that passion that they bring to the to every game is 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 awesome. Yeah. I I played in the, in the second division. So I played for U- uh, Huracan. Mm-hmm. Uh they're now in first division, big team in Buenos Aires. Yeah. But I get to play in the second division and the the amount of passion that they put on on those games, like going to play to no I, I'm not talking about River, Boca. Those are the ones that we know. Yeah. But that same passion for for the uh, small teams, the second and third division teams, is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It can be like super crazy. But though, like, it it will be nice just just to get that atmosphere in the stadium. Mm-hmm. That 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 will be very unique. But we don't have to put the fences around <laughs> the, the stands, hopefully. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, but. 
but that that that's something that that that, that it will be nice from from the fan mm. standpoint you know yeah uh, i mean as a player just you really feel it yeah. you know you really feel that that support behind you and 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 it make it uh good for you and very hard for the guys that come right to play right it's, it's Honestly, it's that way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as a player, you went to places that were that could have been pretty rowdy, right? Like uh, I believe you mentioned Louisville and and um, yeah. Orlando. I think you said at one point, but yes, um, you know, as an opposing player, don't you kind of you kind of take that in as well as like, man, look what these guys are doing, like exactly, you know? Yeah, when when you get to see that support, you kind of like, oh, I wish we can we can have that back at home, you know. Yeah. Because it's it's fun and and people are are having a good time and and players get get pumped that in so yeah. if we can create that atmosphere uh, at a bigger scale here in in our stadium, that that's what the Alana is all about. Yeah, you know that absolutely. that atmosphere is, is is pretty cool. I never been there in any games, but that was, that was going to be my next question because <laughs> we've talked about it on the previous episodes where. Um, you know, when we were starting Min City, we actually did a, a recon in, in Atlanta. We went okay. down there and checked out. It was actually the opening match they had last year where they um, they lowered their championship banner and they were okay. playing against a brand-new MLS club. And um, But so they've done a lot of really good and unique things. Um, and, and, you know, I had a lot of time with D.C. United that I, I was a, a capo for them, a field team member for them, and – for their supporter group and with Jack's militia and all that. And it's, it's fun to see the growth of the, the fan side of the game and the passion yes. that, that the fans here have here. It's so, I mean, the United States is, is a very um, diverse culture. You know, there's people from everywhere as we've talked about within the community. Yes. And so we have this opportunity to bring together, you know, all these different cultures in one, you know, 10 to 12 <laughs> section part of the stadium. And it's going to yeah, be fun to, yeah. fun to be a part of. Um, now, speaking of that, uh, and, and as a player, you know, you probably were harassed by opposing fans and, and you, you, I'm sure you've heard the Jorge Herrera chants. <laughs> um, but do you have a soccer chant that you would like, uh, that you like and would like to hear sung at Bank of America stadium? Uh, uh, maybe not no, about, do you have yeah. one that you really like or is no there? i i i i never pick one yeah. uh the 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 ones that the boca and river has they, they're pretty nice but they're in spanish yeah <laughs> that's they're, fine they're, we can they're, translate they're, <laughs> they're they're pretty fun uh and you know what uh it's funny because like back in colombia they will they will take those chants and they will just tweak Alter some them. words yeah. and and they they will work for for more teams yeah you know? absolutely so it was it's uh i don't i don't really have one but uh but i i do really appreciate like when the fans have those chances it's pretty nice it's yeah. and it's unique and and you i remember when you were going to this city and played you heard and you're like oh th this is them you know yeah. so it's it's a unique opportunity for for mls charlotte to to start that and and make sure that when people come like they know where they are you yeah know? absolutely and you know i i kind of touched on this but is there like um you know is there something as a, as a player 
that you know your home team fans can do that maybe are off putting to you as a player? You know, like like maybe a negative chant or smoke bombs or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Uh, By the way, I love smoke bombs, so that's, that's <laughs> that, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, I actually kind of like get back to to my my childhood when I when I I was living in Bogota and I was going to the stadium to to see the uh, the teams, and I was always like getting like goosebumps when the team went out. And all the smoke that they have, and they will throw the streamers. Uh, yes. yes. So it was always like, ooh, and and for me it was like, oh, how nice that would be when you going out, you know? Yeah. And then experience that going out, and the same, I was like, wow, this is nice. <laughs> so those are unique moments that 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 it will be nice to replicate here well hey maybe we'll bring streamers to to charlotte i don't see those in mls so yeah that i, I mean it's it's crazy yeah. like you see those in argentina that they, mm -hmm. they sometimes have to stop like they <laughs> stop the game yeah they yeah. yeah they they either stop the game or they can start the game till they remove it because yeah. you you literally can't see part of the field. I think there was a uh, um, the USA played somewhere in Central America, and it was something like that where oh, okay. we couldn't take corner kicks because there was too <laughs> many streamers. Um, yeah, and you you're absolutely right. Like the the passion that they have in in South America, and and I mean you go into these countries in Central America too, and um, you know I, I think I argue that Concacaf is the hardest confederation in all of the world because <laughs> of some of the places you have to go to. You know, and, and I mean, Comedy Bowl is difficult, but, you know, you've got so many countries in, in CONCACAF that just you get there and it's, you know, it's December, but it's 90 degrees and 100% humidity. So, yeah, yeah. It's, and the, it's, pans are, the fans are right over you at the stadium. Yeah, it's, 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 it's something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, is there anything else you want people to know regarding your positions or things we can do to help? No, we really are in the process of uh, identifying people that want to be in involved with the with the community. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to find those leaders on on those other communities, like in European community. I know it's a lot of German people here, yeah. Italian. So uh, I don't have access to to those people, but it yeah. would be good to. To if you know somebody, hey, you should talk to this guy because he's doing good things and he can help. Uh, I, I think we are on that process, you know. Cool. As we talk to people and make relationships, we create that network that, that will help us to be pressing on more uh, parts that, that we can right now. Well, on behalf of Mint City, you know, if you guys ever need help, you let us know. I mean, we're, we're, we're here to help the team, help our community. That's, it's, it's one thing that we're looking forward to doing. That's, that's awesome. Thanks so, a lot. All right. All right. Thank you for coming on. I'm excited to see what you do in this role, and I, I hope we can do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm very excited and thankful for, for bringing me here and, and chat about what, what is coming, and, and it's, it's, it's always a pleasure. Hey, it's a pleasure to sit in a room with a goat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jorge, thank you very much. Thank you again, Jorge, for coming on. It's always a pleasure talking with you. 
If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're using. You can also follow me on Twitter at Mint City Voice and on Facebook, the Mint City Voice or Mint City Collective Voice, something like that. That's all for this episode of the Collective Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Lansgrunner. And remember, as always, be passionate, be loyal, be Charlotte. Should I say something specific about dragons or just that dragons roar? Dragons spit fire. They're very much in the zeitgeist right now. Dragons, dragons, dragons with a Z. Everything about it is it's fairy tales. Did we lay a beat behind it? Damn, son. Boom.